we, we still use many channels and we are still in uh, in phases of experimentation. I mean, we are always experimenting new stuff, but we are using all um, the channels that we can use. So we're very active on LinkedIn because it's, um, it's really uh, where most of our audience is. Using Twitter a lot, um, Facebook a bit less lately, um, but Instagram quite uh, a lot as well. The thing is, we have many audiences. Hello and welcome to the Digital Spaceship Podcast, a marketing journal hosted by Blue Drop Studio co-founder Anna Rowinska and myself, Omar Juman. This podcast has one vision, and that is to educate, inform, and inspire others who are trying to build their tech brand. Tune in and listen to us chat ideation, marketing, scaling, and everything in between with up-and-coming entrepreneurs, stakeholders, and investors in tech startups across the world. We'll be diving into the details and also hearing about the journey. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. In this episode, we're speaking with Gael, a co-founder and chief growth and community officer at 50 in Tech. 50 in Tech is a matching platform gathering a large community of ambitious women in tech to accelerate connections between women in tech, companies and VC firms. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Digital Spaceship Podcast. Um, today, we're speaking with Gail uh, from 50 in Tech. So, Gail, thank you so much for coming onto the show and uh, taking the time to speak with us today. Um, we look forward to having a chat. Give us a, a little bit of a background uh, on what it is that you do and what you guys are trying to achieve at uh, 50 in Tech. Yeah, hi Omar, hi Anna. Very, very happy to, to be joining you as one of the first guests of, uh, of this uh, Digital Spaceship podcast. Absolutely. So I'm the co-founder of 15Tech. 15Tech is a web platform aiming at just closing the gender gap in tech. So nothing much ambitious, as you can understand. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been working on the project with my co-founder, Caroline, since um, a year and a half, uh, launching, launching sorry, the uh, beta, beta version of the platform last um, November and actually running um, new uh, updates uh, every week. Uh, we've just launched a, a huge campaign, which is called take her on um, with our like a B2B offer. So it's a SaaS offer mm-hmm. um, in, in, in France and the UK. I don't know if you've seen that on Sifted. Uh, not yet. Not Close yet. Me. Okay. And, um, and it's uh, working pretty well. So we are having quite a lot of um, new clients in, counting Slack, EMEA as our first client. And then we've got... Uh, Critio, um, we've got Scaleway, we've got Strapi, and we've been contacted with, yeah, by more than seven new uh, prospects in uh, in only three days of campaign. So we're so wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, wicked. So you know, of course, you guys are you're you're tackling um, a massive. I guess quite a massive problem um, that's going on within a variety of, of or pretty much every industry, especially within tech at the moment. Um, 
you know, when did or how did you come up with the idea for 50 in tech? Um, and, and how did you meet your co-founder? And, you know, how does that um, relationship work? Okay, so I will start with um, so how I met my co-founder and how we happened to work on that. Uh, Caroline was already working in this area of the tech and you know, gender diversity, etc. She was running uh, a French accelerator, uh, but a gender lens accelerator called, at the time it was called Paris, uh, Paris Pioneer, and it's now called Willa. It was one of the first um, accelerator, especially in France, who was only uh, welcoming in its, in its program, uh, startup founded or co-founded by women. So, that was already something that really interested Caroline, and she 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 ran this uh, accelerator for, um, for three years, if I'm right, and she could see a lot of things and get a lot of learnings, which make her uh, decide when she left uh, this accelerator to start a company and not a nonprofit um, to really tackle the problem. Uh, without losing energy, getting sponsorship or a funding for a, for a non-profit. And we both met uh, a few years ago, I say four or five years ago. Uh, we are what I call professional friends. So we met through our network and became um, good friends. We actually uh, left together to the web summit where she explained me um, her idea. And uh, it was all starting by um, international and global survey asking all the stakeholder in this problem uh, what to their opinion um, was the reason why uh, the gender was so unbalanced still. So we've been interviewing um, like major influencers, um, invest investors, VCs, BA. Um, we've been, of course, uh, asking questions to founders and uh, all kind of women in tech. And the funny thing is that basically the like main outcome that we could get is that everyone wanted to, I mean, all the people that <laughs> answered the survey, but not everyone, um, really wanted to make things change and move. But they, they were stating that they couldn't really change things because they couldn't find each other. So, okay. you know, we just said, well, let's build a place where people are going to meet. Yeah. So we know there are women in tech. They are fewer than male. We know that there are female founders. They're still fewer than men as well, but they do exist. And there are investors who want to invest in uh, female-led startups. So, and recruiters who want to diversify the team. So let's just, you know, get the, um, this, um, yeah, place built, um, gather the, like, how as we say, it's like the, 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 the biggest pipeline of women in tech uh, in this place and, and, and just make all those people who want to work with them come there and, uh, and contact them. And so that's incredible. Awesome. So how long ago did, uh, did you guys launch the platform? The platform was launched, um, well, we, we did a prototype that we launched last summer, mm -hmm. but really a prototype to see yeah. how people would use that and then we've been working from um end of july till uh end of october last year to build mm -hmm. a, a beta version uh, that we've been launching at the web summit again but the, the year after 
And since then, we recruited a CTO, Julien, who's been um, holding all the product side and all the technical side together. And uh, we've now improved the product a lot. Um, you know, we, we, we can now publish um, company pages, we can publish uh, job boards, um, articles, podcasts, videos, and match people together, which is the, um, um, yeah, the heart of the platform, I would say. Yeah, incredible. How many, uh, how many users do you guys have or, or profiles or connections on the, the platform? I'm not sure how the best way to refer to them is. We have over 5,000 people connected on, on the platform now. Um, with, wow. uh, if, I'm, if I'm right, we have 40% of these people that are matchable, if I can use this word, meaning that they have um, um, completed their profile uh, sufficiently so that we can match them with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, 30% of uh, the people who are matchable have been, or not 50%, sorry, have been included in a match at some point. So either requesting one or um, being requested. Mm-hmm. And we have 80% of positive answers. So wow. it's, uh, it's, um, it's, it's really positive. We see that people, I'm sorry, I have to, to get rid of this notification. That's okay. Um, yeah, we can see that... Um, the people are looking forward to that and that we are really answering a need um, a need that was uh, waiting for uh, a service mm-hmm. yeah good stuff um so uh, talking about you know you uh, it looks like you guys are growing quite well and you mentioned that you brought in uh, sort of a cto and a variety of different partners um from when you and your co-founder actually started to create this idea, you know, what were the first hires you brought on um, and what, what types of teams have you started to develop over the time? So the thing that I have to mention is that it was a, a project that was completely bootstrapped. Mm. So um, we took some people with us uh, at the very beginning, but it was... Uh, uh, really, um, well, because it was bootstrap, we had uh, very little funds. So we've been, you know, uh, working smartly, mm-hmm. um, building partnerships with um, other companies or s- stakeholder or co-founders. So at first we started um, by working with a consultancy company. Um, the The CEO of this company is um, one of our share, shareholders uh, with a minority number of shares. And he was, um, he was happy to, to build some kind of intrapreneurial, intrapreneurial, sorry. That's um, okay. <laughs> yeah, <our> staff, uh, <laughs> project in his company and asking his consultant when they were in between two uh, consultancy missions to, to take part of the project. So we've been working of, uh, with some of his uh, developers, um, tech leads, and data scientists to make uh, the, the first version of uh, the prototype. And then very shortly after that, um, we recruited, but uh, as an internship, um, a, a, a back-end developer, a female back-end developer from School 42, Nina. Mm-hmm. She's still with us today, so we're very happy. Nina, if you hear me, we're very happy. <laughs> um, and she's been 
she's been working uh, with one of the guys from the consultancy team. He was still the tech lead uh, until we, we brought Julien in, in the group as well. Um, and then for the rest of the team, it was a lot of people uh, who wanted to be part of something very challenging and mm -hmm. to tackle a real problem. So we've had some, some help from um, uh, a marketing director. We had some help from an ex-journalist also for technical uh, subjects. Um, so yeah, the team has been really um, built by people who just wanted to help us with the project at first until mm -hmm. I would say last September, so almost a year ago, where we started to build a, a team that is more um, like um, uh, thought of. So now we have, yeah. we're having um, um, a team of three, um, I would say, uh, C-level or mm -hmm. yeah, director, mm -hmm. each of us having a small team to manage. So we still have uh, Nina as a backend developer. I work with um, a team of two and a half. So I have a social media manager. I've got a growth hacker and I've got a help for organizing content. And uh, Caroline is more on the sales side and she says uh, she's working with a customer success manager. So all these people are not yet um, hired um, mm -hmm. as employees, but we are in the process of raising funds. And the first thing that we want to do is to bring these people in for good um, and not just have them as a freelancer. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, that was actually going to be my next question. So, you know, you guys have been bootstrapping this whole time. Um, are you going to seek investment? And I guess by the sounds of it, you're, you're trying to raise uh, funding at the moment. Yeah, I mean, we are even at the end of the process. Um, we have received, um, yeah, almost all the, um, the, the, the promises for, for funds. So we have one fund. Uh, who's with us we've got um, many uh, business angels mm -hmm. um, so yeah the round is uh, is almost finished we're expecting answers this week basically. Mm. Oh, wow. and Thanks hopefully yeah, yeah yeah so yeah today and tomorrow are some exciting days for us expecting the last answers and then um, we'll dive into the timesheets uh, yeah. work and and um, and hassle as well because it's tough i know but this will really allow us to 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 hire um yeah these um employees and uh and really make uh, like a first step in the like in the, in the in the world of a real company absolutely absolutely i mean it's, it's quite interesting then so just jumping back a little bit did you find um you know these freelancers um, and external partners to help you through the 50 in tech platform? No. Ah, okay. Not yet. Well, not the one we're working with now, um, but, uh, but definitely the, the first people that were involved um, uh, have arrived through, we could say the 15 tech platform. It was yeah. through the 15 tech network and 15 tech um um, visibility. Incredible, so, yeah. So yeah, it's really the mission that we we want to address that uh, make people want to work with us and mm -hmm. uh, and get involved with us. 
Yeah, incredible. Cool. So, you know, I've checked out you guys um, online. Anna and I have been through the platform and it, it looks really incredible. Um, it's, a, it's a brilliant system that you guys are building and, and such a great platform. We've actually had tons of meetings and we're going to have some uh, guests from the 50 and Tech platform on the podcast moving forward as well. So it really is um, an incredible place uh, to meet ambitious individuals um, who are in, you know, the tech industry. I think it's... Um, it's definitely a really cool thing that you you're building. Um, but, you know, touching on that, we have seen the digital presence and it does look really good. Um, you know, when, when did you guys start actually looking at this from, um, I guess, a, a, a brand or a visual identity point of view? When did you have the conversation that, all right, we actually need to match now our values with this identity system and start building that brand, that creative direction, et cetera? Well, really from the very, very beginning. Mm -hmm. um, it's not true anymore because of our CTO and the only man in the in the team who's putting some violet, some purple and some pink. <laughs> Yeah. In our visual, but this is, <laughs> this is very new. Um, but from the very beginning, um, I mean, the mission was clear, but we wanted the brand to be inclusive, and that mm -hmm. was very, very important for us. So uh, we absolutely wanted to avoid some uh, any kind of uh, wordplay using the her, using the she, um, and you know, or l in French in French. And using some, uh, I don't like this word, but I will say girly colors, you mm. know. Uh, we wanted the identity to be re really inclusive for everyone. And I think that we, uh, we really succeeded in that because each time I'm talking to, to new people, new users uh, about their project, the people feel they belong to, to mm -hmm. the brand and they, they feel comfortable there. So. And that's also the the reason why we we went for this um, name fifty in tech. It's basically mm -hmm. we want to be fifty fifty in the tech industry yeah. in, by two thousand fifty, which is ambitious. Yeah. Although it seems to be super far, um, and also the reason why we have this square around it. We you know we wanted something to to be quite neutral to to everyone. Mm -hmm. Sure, that's a uh, very. Um in-depth i think approach from from the very early days which is definitely something that um is very important to build that uh brand and and the message and really sort of speak to the uh, to your customers so in terms of creating that image and creating color palettes and you know design systems because that's very meticulously done how was that like did you work with um did you assign someone from your co-founding a team to handle that was that work then with a freelancer was that someone who just advised on stuff how did that work well again because we're bootstrapped we have, we really have to had to, sorry to to adapt um we we have had uh, the luck to to get some some help from um like a, a genius uh, designer and uh, ux guy um, who worked on the logo and mm -hmm. uh, let us use it. And he also, well, put the first uh, color palette that we've changed a little bit um, afterwards because uh, at some point it, it became a bit too corporate. And what then- 
like initially? What colors were they? It was the same same color. Basically, the two main colors were um, coral and, and some kind of deep blue. Um, mm -hmm. But you know that was the um, just some color palette that was that were given by, by this designer, and then having different people working on it made it some kind of you know very corporate couple of color. Mm -hmm. So we worked with different people who helped us here and there, depending on what we what we needed. And at, at some point, we felt uh, a bit stuck with only um, these very short color palettes, which were um, like black, white, uh, blue, and coral. And so we added some um, more, yeah, diverse and pastel colors as well to to work uh, to make it something. Um, uh, quite fresh, quite pop, um, and engaging. So mm -hmm. we added some 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 green, some yellow, and having always uh, the strong version and the light version of the color, so that we could do like different things and use it a bit like we wanted. Mm -hmm. And then Julia arrived and put some purple and some pink. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I mean, it's you know, it's it's really. Um inspiring to to hear that so early on you were so aware of um building that design system because some startups are very much in a stage where they sort of just need to get off the ground with something but you guys are very aware of the branding and the message is so strong that you're building that it requires a very strong visual uh, image so in terms of um conveying that message and and the community and social media is um, how does that work with you guys? Do you use, um, do you focus on one channel? Do you use multiple channels to communicate with your audience? How, how does that work? We, we still use many channels and we are still in, uh, in phases of experimentation. I mean, we are always experimenting new stuff, but we are using all um, the channels that we can use. So we're very active on LinkedIn because it's, um, it's really uh, where most of our, our audience is using Twitter a lot, um, Facebook a bit less lately, mm -hmm. um, but Instagram quite uh, a lot as well. The thing is we have many audiences and that's, um, that's really the trick. And that's really uh, where it's sometimes difficult for us to address all the messages, but we are quite convinced that we need to keep all these audiences to make this melting pot in one place uh, at some sometimes. So it's different when you speak to investors than when you speak to tech employees. Mm -hmm. It's also different to speak to founders who are not expecting the same things as, um, I don't know, a product manager would, uh, would do or C-level working in a corporate uh, industry. So we have to build um, like matrix of messages and test them to see how people react and also try to really balance uh, the number and the volume of messages to make sure that some people um, don't feel they're not belonging anymore to that because it's not uh, what they're expecting uh, than others and that that's the hardest part of um, of the marketing at the moment. It's really trying to find the um, the right amount of each message to each target um, to make it work. 
Absolutely. And you mentioned um, earlier, I think it's it, it's super interesting, actually, that you guys, you know, you understand the fact that you've got a variety of different audiences. And I imagine that is actually a really huge challenge, speaking, trying to reach, you know, within the digital space, so many different audiences, I can only imagine um, <laughs> what your ad platforms look like, and the, the campaign structures. Uh, but yeah, you know, moving past that, uh, uh, earlier, you had said, um, you guys have recently released uh, a campaign that's doing really well. So tell us uh, a little bit more about that. Yeah, so this campaign is the first uh, real campaign that we are launching. Mm -hmm. uh, when I say real campaign, it means uh, using all the channels. Um, it's um, uh, at the same time the launch of a new feature and uh, a, a global uh, campaign to all the audiences that we address. Um, so we first started by uh, finding a hashtag and we were lucky enough to have Alice in our team to find this hashtag that, were, that was never used before, which is take her on. Yeah. So for the presentation, it's spelled T-E-C-H, her on. Yeah. And, and the idea is to, for, for once, it's a, a workplace saying, really recruiters, take these ladies in your teams. Uh, the hashtag is uh, short, is new, we own it, so it's, uh, it's a really good strength for us yeah. to have that. Um, we've asked our first partners and clients to, to record a short video of themselves, uh, a video uh, ranging from 15 to 30 seconds. And we did um, an editing of this video to make a three minutes um, clip, video clip, explaining um, the situation and what things should be, well, had to, to change using uh, cuts uh, of 10 to 12 seconds from our clients. Um, and we have also captured videos with a long um, version of, uh, of the speech of the client. In the meantime, we've been building a landing page dedicated to this campaign, explaining uh, why we were doing that, what recruiter could expect um, from us to help us recruit more women and what women could expect from us getting job um, mm. vetted by us yeah. and, and women friendly. To launch the campaign, we had um, uh, an operation piece that was uh, published on Sifted in the UK and La Tribune in a French uh, newspaper same one, same one uh, translated, explaining uh, the whole situation, uh, why um, building diverse team uh, was making the company perform better um, and why it was important to do that. So it all started in the end by the publication of uh, these sorry, opinion pieces in the newspaper and then everything went through so it's it started last um well this monday yeah um monday morning and we have already as i was i was telling you uh, exceptional results uh for now it's been on the organic uh, we're going to start some paid um paid sponsored um tweets with the videos 
but in only three days we had uh, seven prospects maybe wow. eight wow. now or maybe nine i don't know uh, contacting us because they want to recruit more more women and they yeah. want to their company page and they want to publish their job offers yeah that's incredible um i'm so happy to hear you guys have, have hit like a really good campaign that's cool it's always such an exhilarating feeling when you guys are rolling out some like marketing campaigns and you just start to see the results coming in it's super cool. yeah definitely and we've been working so hard to do that that you mm. know it was it was so relieving to to, yeah. to please you. So, um, you know, we've got this type form alerts into Slack, and it's like a, a beam, a new one. Yeah. <laughs> like three per days, and it's like at least we did that for for a good reason. Mm -hmm. Absolutely cool. So, what does um, scaling look like for you guys moving forward? You know, how are you guys going to approach? Um, say for example over the next six months you guys just get like tons of uh, prospects tons of recruiters involved tons of profiles on your your platform you know how how does that look like for you well it's um it's all planned in the roadmap and we have uh we have very big ambitions mm. especially um uh, in the the recruitment acquisition of new members on the platform because um we, we need them to be there to change the mentality, to do things, to, to help each other and to also, uh, you know, answer the job offers, um, etc. So we, we, we have ambition to, to, to get a very um, huge amount of users uh, grow by 27 by the end of the year in Europe. Um, we are for now very active in uh, France, the UK, um, Spain, Germany, but expanding uh, all across Europe, including Israel, where, where we also have been and have uh, many contacts. And it's, a, it's such a major hub. And Israel is also um, going to open the doors to expansion into the US mm -hmm. that we plan uh, in four years from now. So the idea is really to expand uh, like gradually, but uh, zones by zones to be sure that we can um, actually um, provide uh, the yeah. good advice to our clients. So we started by France now and uh, well, France and UK, sorry, but like uh, really uh, can be cross borders. Um, and uh, B2B is France now, but it's going to expand very quickly to other countries um, uh, next to France. Um, but yeah, the acquisition is for us um, really uh, major. So hopefully all the people that are going to, to, to listen to this podcast and feel that the mission is important should um, go on the platform and sign up. Yeah, absolutely. Wicked. Um, so, you know, before we wrap it up, um, what we really like to do on the show is, is let's, let's take a step back and look at your journey over the past few years, um, you know, in, in terms of or months growing this company, you know, what are the pieces of advice or what are some of the challenges that you've really managed to overcome um, and that you could sort of tell the audience about? Um, it depends if you want me to talk about my experience as a founder or exper experience as a um, marketing leader trying to build a community because sure. the advice are going to be quite different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's take one from each, maybe. 
one, so my experience as a founder. Oh, uh, sure. Okay. Um, so, well, the first thing is, uh, I think that no one's is uh, made to be uh, or meant to be a founder. It's just that sometimes, if this experience um, is uh, is inspiring you, you just have to jump uh, in the bath, and then you'll see how uh, how it goes. But I would recommend to to find a co-founder and and uh, and and really start being two because it's. Uh, really difficult to be a solo founder. So I'm very mm. happy that uh, we both, Caroline and myself, um, decided to work together. We also have um, really complementary uh, skills, which is super interesting. Um, and, and and that's good to, to grow faster, to grow bigger. And that's also very interesting for uh, trust because I trust what she can do a lot and she trusts what I can do a lot. Yeah. And there's no like uh, trying to see what you, you're doing, etc. Um, we have quite different um, characters or temperament and, and that's, that's good. The only thing that we have in common is uh, our honesty and ability to say when things are not going well. So we can uh, argue very well together. <laughs> <laughs> that always helps. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I'm telling that because we, we met uh, an investor and the first question was like, um, are you arguing well together? And was like, yeah. yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's also one thing when we are in... Um, a startup environment and we need to take fast decision and and uh, change very quickly pivot here and there you know we we need to say things just as they are and not uh, take too much time to to polish that mm -hmm. and i think that's something that we have here um what else uh build a network is essential and so i think that um that's also the reason why we are doing that. Uh, most women founder or co-founder are lacking network, um, are postponing the time where they want to network because they want to do the job before, they want to take care of their family before, they want to do everything before, and then the network is always at the bottom of the list of priorities, but it should be at the top. Okay. I've, met, I've met a very interesting person, Clemence, who's been doing a, an MBA this year. And during the MBA, they had uh, at some point to, to find uh, what to choose a challenge that they would um, uh, keep for a few months. And I think she's still doing that. And what she decided to do is to meet at least three new people per month that she's um, getting from any kind of network. It yeah. can be friend of friends, it can be um, LinkedIn connection can be someone that you would find out on 15 Tech, but she actually, well, decided to do so. She did, she did it really, and she told me that was amazing. I mean, all that she learned from um, these relations uh, and the time she gained by getting access to all these people. So. I'm still quite bad at it and myself, but I'm progressing a lot thanks to 15 Tech. Like mm -hmm. I'm recording this podcast with you now. <laughs> Absolutely. Very, very, yeah, usually I'm at your place and 
the first time that I'm actually the guest speaker. So, um, but that's really an advice that I would give to to people who want to launch, especially women. Like, never um, put the networking and the relationship at the bottom of your list of priorities. It should be first. So a huge thank you to 50 in Tech for speaking to us. You can find them online at 50intech.com. That's number five and number zero in tech. Or follow them on social media at 50 in Tech. You're listening to the Digital Spaceship Podcast, a marketing journal by Blue Drop Studio, a digital marketing and creative content agency based in London, UK. We're on a mission to grow the tech brands of tomorrow with creative content and social media advertising. Check us out on LinkedIn and bluedropstudio.com or hit us up on social at HeyBlueDrop on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. Your hosts are at Anna Rowinska and at Omar K. Juman. If you want to talk about digital marketing for your brand, drop us a line at hello at bluedropstudio.com. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.